eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Football Monday, day after the Super Bowl, we do a podcast. No idea what we're going to talk about. Maybe football. Maybe penis stories. Who knows? What's up, Al Dukes? I have both of those stories on my <laughs> thing. All right. And actually, both of them are kind of related. I have a Super Bowl story that uh, I don't know if you saw this. Many people tweeted it to me. There were people saying that Tony Romo, well, they're, the way they're wording it is like they're asking, did Tony Romo pee his pants during Super Bowl? Because he had a small, wet dot over <laughs> his pants. Okay. It wasn't enough that he peed his pants. He was wearing light-colored pants, yeah. so there was a, a very small wet spot in right by his fly. So a little leakage, perhaps? Yeah, you know what I think it was? Because this happens to me, and I only notice it. I don't notice it when I wear jeans, I guess, because honestly, because I think my jeans just absorb it and you don't notice. <laughs> but after you pee, when you if you don't, like people are saying, oh, Tony didn't shake it enough. If you don't shake it before you put it back in your pants, it could. That can happen. Yeah, and then it goes through. But doesn't it have to go through, like, the other layer? Well, it'd have to go through his underwear and then this pair of pants, which which I guess could be a very thin layer. Or perhaps he got very excited, had to go, and he couldn't control his muscles. Yeah. Because or he, he wears no underpants. Or, uh, I don't want to think of that. Joe Tony Buck Romo. once told a story about how he had to urinate in a bottle during a broadcast <laughs> because the bathroom wasn't close. Yeah. He couldn't hold it. And so they made like a wall around him, and he had one of the assistants go get like a, a like a sixteen ounce cup or a bottle. Yeah, and he went right there in the booth while he was calling the game. I think he was calling a touchdown actually as he was going. Yeah, I vaguely remember this story. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, so I think that's what happened with Tony. I don't think he peed his pants. I think he just got a drip while he was peeing. Sure, that could happen. I could see I've, that. I've noticed it a lot more for myself, but I'm 51 now. Right. He's still in his 30s, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's still in his 30s. I've heard Howard Stern discuss this, too, that Howard Stern says he even, after he, when he goes to the bathroom, when he pees, that he wraps toilet paper around his wiener and just puts it in his oh, in geez. his underpants. That's a bit much. He said because he's dripping too much. Oh, is this what happens? I guess. Oh, God. Okay. I'm not looking forward to that. 
No, so neither you. am I. We're not far off from it either. But the other problem could be because I've had this happen to me too, as you as you may have had. Let's say you know, they're in Tampa. It's warm, right? It was a warm. Yeah. Okay. Tony's got a glass of uh, Coca Cola. He's got a glass of ice water. The glass Sweats. is sweating. Yep. He lifts it up to to get a sip. It drips on. Oh, his absolutely. Penis. No doubt. It's all a bunch of different theories here. Has he addressed these theories? I do not think he's addressed these theories. <laughs> That's an interesting way to end his. He had a tough day yesterday, so that's an interesting way to end his day. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why I just felt that we discussed this on the warm-up show. It felt a little off. Just felt, a little off is a great way to yeah. put it. It just felt off, he and uh, Jim Nance. Yep, I totally agree. And maybe that's, I don't know, because they're not. Was there a glass partition between the two of them? Not that it should matter. And Just, just try to figure s- reasons why. Yeah, I did not see that uh, when they did their sit-down part, unless yeah. it was. Sometimes you can't tell. Yeah, sometimes you can't tell. But I don't know. It's what it was. It's over now, and the season's over, and that's sad. And then my second to penis-related story was I saw an article that said, you know, there's always different things that you hear about penis size. They're like, oh, if you measure from the tip of your middle finger to the base of your hand, that's the size of your penis. If you have a size 12 shoe, that means your penis is this size. And they say none of this is true. But they say that penis size runs in the family, which would make sense. Why do I feel like we did this story? I don't know. Did we do this? Unless I heard this somewhere else. You may have heard this somewhere else, Jerry. All the big shows are talking about this. Yeah, but where would I have heard it? I don't know. Huh. I've been listening to a lot of weird stations lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just like driving around. Um, So maybe I did hear this somewhere else. Okay. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, well, they just say, and they, they say, much like, you know, the bald gene comes from your mother's side, the penis gene as well. All right. Good to know. Because you would think it would come from your father's side. Right, but it's, but it's coming from your mother's father. Father, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who knew the mother's father is very involved in the, <laughs> in very the birth powerful. Of, a, of a child? That's right. Very, yeah, very powerful. powerful. You never hear like the mother's mother. It's like always the mother's father. Boldness, That's right. penis size. What about the mother's dad? What does he do? The mother's... The mother's dad, yeah, that's the no, one no, that's, the dad's dad. I'm sorry, the dad's dad. Oh yeah, doesn't seem involved at all. <laughs> it just exists. Although I got to look at myself in the mirror with a shaved head and my glasses on, like, yeah. you know, and I I did see my father's father. Oh, is that true? Yeah, he passed away in 1981, so I, Oof. you know, I was young. Yeah, I was like a lot. What? You I have a side by side photo you could do. I could. I'd have to get it from uh, my parents. Was a, he a bald? Photo. He he had a, always had a very tight crew cut. Okay, but I think that I, I you know I've I caught a look in the mirror and I I'll hear Gina say stuff like that where she, about herself. She'll say, "Oh, oh, in that photo, I look like my mother." You know, as we get older, we start to then resemble. Do you ever see your your dad in your face at all now? I guess. I mean, I mean, you certainly see certain um traits yeah i would say so has it caught you off guard and i was like whoa that really no like no no not yet not at all no because i wear my hair differently yeah um so not really but i'm sure it'll happen at some point right but what's weird is i don't ever remember saying like my dad looked like his dad like i don't see it like a lot of people do i I really don't i never saw my dad looking like his dad either yeah it's weird and like i don't see like i look at my wife and her mom i don't see it Mm-hmm. You know, um, but as we get older, perhaps. But so far, I, I don't see, you know, these amazing resemblances. 
What about your sons and you? Do you see resemblances? See, the same thing. Like, a lot of people will say, oh, he looks just like you. And I look at him and say, characteristics, yes. Mannerisms, yes. But I don't look, if you look at our faces side by side, no, I don't. I think he looks like his own person. What about your a photo of you from the age of similar Matthew and what he looks like in you? Similar. But no, I don't think we look like we're, you know, twins. No, it's weird if you get a picture of your dad from when he's your age now. Like, yeah. Like your dad at 40-something, you know. Yeah, That's so weird to it's look at. interesting you say that because my parents do have a lot of photos in their house. And I was there the other Sunday, Saturday morning, whatever. I think Saturday morning. And there was one in particular that I noticed. It's a family photo from I think I was, I think I was 10. I'm pretty sure in the picture I was 9 or 10. My sister's there. My brother's there. And my parents. So if I was 10, that means my father was 42, Mm. which means considerably younger in that picture than I am now. Yes. I'm 40. I'll be 47. So he was 42. I'm sorry. He looks significantly older than me (laughs) in that picture than I look now. Yeah. So, yeah, it is weird. Mm -hmm. And also to find out, like, my and I didn't realize my mom's dad passed away. When I was young, I think I was only two, maybe three. And you look at photos, and he looks like an older man. And I never put two and two together. He passed away at like 54. Yeah. And if you would have asked me just from the photos, I'd say 75. Yeah, and that's only like, you know, two generations away. Yes, I know. Where we look so much younger. So bizarre. So lots changed. Medicine's changed. Fitness has changed. Food's changed. Yeah, all of it. And water consumption. Feel, which get water consumption, right? Yeah, I think that's a big deal. Although I also feel like uh, eating fast food in the 80s was better quality than fast food now. Maybe. I you, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't either. Because I'd like to look into it, though, Jerry. I'd like to do a study. That's the one thing. It's it's 2021, and we still think it's a good idea to deep fry frozen potatoes in grease. Yeah. <laughs> And it is delicious. <laughs> Those are hard to resist. They are, but oh my god! It is I went really out to something. dinner this weekend. We went to a place that had like seafood on the menu, and there was there was a dish called deep fried seafood platter. <laughs> it was oh, like every seafood. It's got to be so good. Oh my god! <laughs> I was me... looking at that, going, "Oh my god!" Can I have that with a gallon that of looks... tartar sauce? <laughs> that looks tremendous. You know what's so you know what's so crazy about you know knowing what the calorie count is in food now and how we go about our life. So, for instance, so I went on the Nordic track bike on Friday, and I did one of these hybrid workouts where you're on the bike for, like, 10 minutes, and then the instructor gets you off the bike where we did planks and squats. And then after we did the two sets of those, we were back on the bike for 10. And then we were back off the bike for push-ups and oh, leg I didn't lifts. I got you off the bike sometimes. Yeah, it's, very, it's really very cool. That See, I don't really – I don't enjoy the bike for 40 minutes like some people do, but – in this case, I do. You kind of ride it for 10 minutes. You kind of get your, your heartbeat going. You start to sweat a little bit. All right, now we get off, and now we do some strength training, and you're back. So it's on and off, and it's really cool. And then you look at the end of the 38 minutes I did, I think I burned 270 calories. All right, it's fine. I mean, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. You know, that adds to the calorie burn for the rest of your normal day. So you, And you feel good about yourself, and you did some sweating. And I also, on it was Friday, I did the, the, the blanket. Was that Friday? Whatever. Yes, Friday. So you get my point. Like, I feel like I really put some work in and then said to ex- to just illustrate how stupid we are. Saturday, I had to go. I went out 
Uh, I had to drop my son somewhere. And on the way back, I stopped and got ice cream for my little my other guy. And I sat there and said, you know what? I'm starting my diet. I'm doing the old Geo thing. Eating season ends on Sunday with the Super Bowl. I'm going to really get at it uh, after it on Monday. Like, I'm going to get myself something. So I got myself a medium soft serve chocolate ice cream with like fruit salad topping or whatever. Mm. And as I'm paying for it, I looked up. I'm looking at the calorie count on the board for the medium soft serve ice cream. And I said to the girl, I'm like, I'm sorry, the, the calories, is that what I got? She goes, yes, sir. 670 calories. Damn. Right, you'd have to be on that bike three times. <laughs> right. To burn off one stupid little snack of ice cream. And I had a really good day up to that point. Now, that said, I still went home and attacked the ice cream, and why not? It was fine. But it's I do like, li- man, I it do- takes so much to burn so little. I do like the chain restaurants, like a Friday's, Applebee's, anything that's a chain that has the, the calorie count on the menu. Yes. But it's it's super discouraging as well sometimes. Yeah, know? here's a salad, 1,200 calories. Yeah, like what the hell? Now, part of the salads, from what I've been told, is they mix in the dressing in a lot of cases. Right. So you can hold that, put it to the side, and you can drastically reduce the calorie count. And I don't mean for the fried chicken salad. I mean for, right. you know, you know what I'm saying. Yes. But, yeah, it is like, you know, I'm going to be good today. I'm just going to get the grilled chicken sandwich. Okay, that's 700 calories. Right. Like, why didn't I just get a thing of French fries? That was probably also 700 calories. Yeah. So I'm with you. It is very discouraging. Hmm. What are you going to do? Hey, Jerry, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Now, where where do we go from here with sports, Jerry? Football's over. That's... Baseball's not a thing yet. Um, Interesting. Better hope that the Knicks are good. Knicks. And have Nets. some more Nets controversy. Hmm. I don't know what to right. tell you. We need con- That's what we need, Jerry. Controversy. Yeah. it's um, We're in a weird... The, the NFL really got us off and running, for real. Now we're back in, and in baseball too, for the most part. It was good having it. But now it's like, now what? Well, I think we'll get some movement with uh, Jets-related things, right? Maybe yeah, Sam I guess. Maybe quarterback situation, get ready for but, the NFL draft. But you know what? At the end of the day, though, too, and I'm not being, if I'm being serious, you also have a lot of talk show hosts out there that don't want to talk sports. Well, now's your time to shine. Right. You know, there's no excuses to want to get away from it. There's not a lot to do. Right, so, this is your chance. This is it. This Go is for it. shine, Jerry. Yeah, I mean that's 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 how you make your money now. Yeah, booty. So, but yeah, it's going to be uh, be different. Listen, I'm going to be busy with Rutgers. I'm very excited about that. But in terms of what we do here, yeah. Did you see your friend and uh, colleague Salakata's uh, home and what he did for Super Bowl? I did not. I saw this on uh, Instagram. Okay. Mm, evidently, he's got. He, he must live in some house, Jerry. He's got a uh, like a movie room, like a what looks like a movie room. Okay. He laid out a red carpet with red velvet ropes for the Super Bowl for people to come and watch the Super Bowl with him. It went through his memorabilia room. Looked pretty cool. Look at him. How many yeah. people in this pandemic time did he have over? I don't know. I think it was just you know like his wife. And- oh, okay. <laughs> That is good. Listen, it's him and his wife. Family. I think it was just family, but it looked fun. That the is dog fun. was there. I'm telling he, you, Sal is a blast of a guy. He even had a marquee out that where you know how it'll tell you what movie's playing, and it said Super Bowl Fifty Five. <laughs> it was neat. I liked that. I was like, oh, that's a guy cool. enjoying himself. He was really like, yeah, exactly. He was enjoying himself at the Super Bowl. You know what? Why not? It's just him and his wife. They don't have kids. Go for it, man. Have some fun. Well, they're having kids, I think. Right? Uh, I didn't know that that was public, but okay. Well, I, I, I'm 
I am basing that on, I believe, uh, let me see, before I talk out of my ass, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, let me check that before I talk right out of my ass. Hold on. Uh, it's okay. Nee, nee, nee. I just know, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not Well, sorry. I don't know, you know, I don't chat with Sal personally, right. so this is not something I would have known. Of. Right, you would have seen it somewhere. Yeah, I would have seen it somewhere, but if we're going to go out on a limb here, hold on. No, I believe it's fine. Because mm-hmm. you clearly had to have seen it on a video or him talking about it or something like that. Right. Because I know I didn't tell you. Uh, Sal, Jerry told me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. Sal Licata, sports talk. All right, let me see this. I said nothing. There it is. Movie. There. Oh, he did it even for Wild Card Weekend where he set the thing up, Jerry. Oh, okay. He's refrigerator. Boy, this guy's living it up over here. Up oh, again. No kids. He's got the time and money. And good I know, for him. He got a house. That was a smart idea. Yes, very smart. Well, his pictures, he did it as an Instagram story, and they're, they've disappeared. Oh, okay. Because they're, what, 24 hours they're gone? Yeah, 24 hours. Got it. Uh, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. We did that this morning. Sounds good to me. Terrific. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on a Tuesday. Can't wait. So, what do you, wait, what's your Rutgers schedule this week? Um, you have one? So Not till the weekend? So we're going to Iowa Tuesday afternoon. The game is Wednesday night. So yeah. I'm, I'm off. Well, Lepresti's working Wednesday, but now I might not be going. But I feel weird taking the shift back from Chris if I don't right. go because he actually had to make a couple of arrangements to right. be able to do the shift. So I guess I'm off. Either way, I'm off Wednesday. Okay. But I will either be in Iowa Wednesday or I will do the game remotely from the football stadium me, Wednesday I'm gonna, night. I'm going to create an event here on my phone. Jerry out. Which Wednesday. and this just had this was just decided like literally right. last week. I'm gonna put on from six to ten. Jerry's out. Yeah. Put this on the schedule, Jerry. All right. All right, we'll see you then uh, tomorrow. It's Tuesday. You will be here. And uh, we got a uh, warm-up show next. So, see you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Well, it won't. It's the final football Monday of the 2020 NFL season. After a dud fest of a Super Bowl, I am in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri down in Bradley Beach, an old man by the sea with his dog. His name is Al Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. On Friday, we played something we call Cool Games. We both pegged this one as an ultimate cool game. What did we whiff? And it was not a cool game, and I blame... I blame a man that uh, Boomer has said repeatedly has never had a bad game in his career, and that's Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Not a great game. Not his fault. But he didn't have a great game. Not his fault. If Travis Kelsey catches a first down pass in the first quarter, I think the game's different. If the kid catches the ball in the end zone instead of, I don't know, taking the football in the face, <laughs> which was funny, and if he doesn't lose his two offensive tackles last week, uh, I think the game is different. It, you know what that reminded me of yesterday was the Giants beating up Tom Brady, where they like, smacked him around. Mahomes was running for his life the entire yeah, but, game. 
But he's always running for his life. Not like this. I completely disagree. Not like this. You know who I put a badge of honor on, Jerry? Mr. Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That guy should get a HUD coaching job. Well, a HUD coaching job? Perhaps. Either. It's not. I did enjoy, before the game, the report that if Bruce Arians wins this, he might step aside for Todd Bowles to take over. And then yes. he was asked it in the post game. He goes, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. No, we just want a Super Bowl. I'm going nowhere fast, Jerry. I want to win Jerry. another one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So poor Todd Bowles, he's going to have to hang out. He's not going anywhere just yet. But it is interesting that you bring up the job that Todd Bowles did. Yes, he did a great job, I thought. Yeah, oh, I agree. So much so um, that he was obviously someone that people wanted to talk to in the post-game press conference. And I think it's fair to say that uh, people were so excited, like this reporter, to talk to Todd Bowles, he didn't realize it was Byron Leftwich. Oh. Eddie, 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 Eddie. Eddie's gone. All right, we'll play it later. <laughs> so let me get this straight, okay. Jerry. Byron Leftwich was up at the um, at the podium. Yeah. And a, a reporter was Asked asking them. questions, thinking he was talking to Todd Bowles. Correct. And the All beauty right. the beauty of the clip All right. is not the stupidity of the question. Mm-hmm. The best part of the clip is watching uh, Byron Left, which he could not have handled it better. It was actually very funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to play that now because he's not here. I got to say, Jerry, I'm a little thrown off by you uh, what feels like making excuses for Patrick Mahomes. No, I don't think, I don't, I don't think reasons are excuses. So would you? So if I were to say to you, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of what Boomer has been saying for a couple of years that Patrick Mahomes has never had a bad game in his career. Would you say that's still true? Statistically, this will go down as a bad game. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if you watch the game, mm-hmm. he had no chance yesterday. None. It was actually it was boring to watch. You never felt like they were going to score. But- Okay, so let me ask you this then. What was different this week than two weeks ago when they played? His tackles were out. and His, he almost his got... two main protectors, you're saying? Yeah. I, he, Jerry, he, for he... those of us who don't follow football, you're saying tackles, these are guys that normally do a great job blocking for him. <laughs> they do. And running and scrambling is one thing. But he's always there running There were plays, yeah, forwards. Oh. He was running back. There were, he was I, going the wrong way, you're saying. There were at least four plays yesterday where he was 20 yards running the other way. Yeah. I mean, it really was silly, but it's what it was. I, the, yeah. I, listen, bottom line, Al, I made like 900 bucks yesterday. I don't care who won or lost. So what happened to these dudes, these tackles, Jerry? They got hurt. I don't know when? what their injuries were. The championship game. Really? So they, they had this two weeks to get better and nothing, uh, they did not get better. Uh, correct. Hmm. I got to get their names. But, yeah, I mean, they're all banged up on the offensive line. What do you make of this, though, Jerry? It seems like the Chiefs somewhat blaming the referees for being ticky-tacky with some of the penalties. The Chiefs got called on uh, I mean, you tell me. You watched a ton of penalties. I I did. Some of the calls I thought were awful. Um, You know, some are just – here's the – the one the most egregious one was, I thought, was the one – and the game was probably even over at this point – but how about the passing interference call in the end zone when Brady throws the ball off the wall? Well, listen, they could have gone up and got it, Jerry. No, they could not have gone Very up catchable and got ball. <laughs> do you remember that play, though? I do remember that play. And it's like, I don't know. There was the one earlier in the game where Romo's like, yeah, oh, I'm not sure if that's catchable. Well, how about the one where Brady throws the ball 30 feet over the guy's head and they call a penalty? I didn't. I didn't care for the officiating, but I mean, I never do. By the way, Jerry, we're big CBS guys. You and I. Yeah. Romo and Nance had a bad game. I I don't disagree with that. 
they were game. they were not superb. They felt their timing was off. Yeah, Romo was just giggling, I, screaming. I don't know. It felt off. I'm the whole thing felt off, Jerry. I am not going to argue with you on and that. We let one. him off the hook. It was not. You know what? It, it was the Super Bowl, but there were a lot of things not to like about it. Hmm. Is that fair to say? That is fair to say. So it's it's what it was. My favorite part, I am no fan of Tyra, Tyran, Tyro, Tyron Matthew, Tyron Jerry. Matthew. <laughs> I am not a fan of his. I just think he's a bit of a punk. I have nothing really to go based on other than I don't like when people jaw <laughs> at Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady went right back at him. Went right back at him. And then Mr. Tyron. Why do I can't why can't I say his first Tyron. name? Correct? Tyron. At after the game, Tyron Matthew tweeted that Tom Brady called him a name that he would not repeat. And then he deleted the tweet. Of course. What do you make of that? Everybody deletes a tweet. Yeah, of course. What a shock. He seemed like a big baby yesterday. He was complaining on every play of this Tyron Matthew. He was but wasn't he was called for one questionable one, wasn't he? But yeah, but you know what it is? If you look at the rules and I it, the problem is that the that the refs inconsistently call right. things. So you're subjective. Oh, you're supposed to have no contact after 5 yards. Right. These guys are grabbing jerseys, hooking arms. Yeah, I think for the like there was the one and it's, you know, it's apples and oranges, but I think the point is valid. I agree with you 100%. I think the problem for me is when they call holding, and really all it is is illegal contact when the guy doesn't hold, mm. and it drives you nuts. It's like, well, he didn't hold them, but then you're right. Technically, all right, well, don't call that, then call it what it was, but it's still a penalty. How about the Chiefs got no touchdowns, Jerry? There yeah. was no you know fourth quarter were? action. You know what the odds were on that? Had to be high, Jerry. I want high. to say plus 2,000. Plus 2,000. For the Chiefs not to score a touchdown. Yeah. And it's funny because my son actually said because we were going, I was going over the all the props in the morning, and he goes, "Well, you're picking the under. Why don't you go for that one?" I'm like, "Yeah, do you mind the Chiefs not to score a touchdown?" Right. I'm like, "You want to tell me the Chiefs to maybe I'll go under one and a half? All right, maybe that's a like I'm not going for the Chiefs not to score a touchdown." Hmm. And by the way, Eric Fisher is the uh, the starting left tackle that tore his Achilles in the championship game. Oh. Well, the guy who replaced him stinks. Yeah, he, yes, whoever that was, big-time struggle. Yeah, I don't know why I I don't blame, though. I don't, I'm not sure why I'm not blaming. Because the quarterbacks make all the money, that's why. Well, and also because we've seen Patrick Mahomes run for his life every week. You're right. And still make plays. Not like this. But nobody was open. Uh, Nobody was open. And I would say there were at least four drop passes, and a couple of them were big ones. But this happens every game, right? Guys drop balls. Yeah, the problem is it's the Super Bowl, and you can't be dropping balls when you're struggling to score, and the other team's putting up 31 points. And when Travis Kelsey drops that first down, that third down pass mm-hmm. in the first quarter, like you got the sense, like oof, like that's Travis Kelsey. He's he doesn't drop those. Yeah, but this is like what the Chiefs do every week. They I agree. Kind of, they either get off to a hot start. That was Boomer's point at halftime. Boomer just, at halftime said. One of these teams is going to be trailing at halftime, and both of them are going to be just fine. I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to have a big second half. Hmm. That's what we were all expecting. I did, too. I was with them. Wrong. Patrick Mahomes' mom hit up the Twitter machine yesterday, Jerry. This is never good. She wrote, if you have the ref on your team, is that really winning? (laughs) And then she added 
Giselle Bunch. I know. Why did she do that? Was there something going on between the I two of them? I don't know. I can't imagine. I guess she just got all fired up. Then uh, Patrick Mahomes' fiance, Brittany Matthews, also didn't appreciate the number of puzzled pics of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes that ESPN was tweeting out during the game. I did like, though, at the so end of one. She was pissed at them. But then at the end of one, she's like, all right, can we go have, go have a baby now? <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like, well, whatever. Yeah, so they were they were both fired up. Patrick Mahomes' mom and Patrick Mahomes' fiance. I gotta tell you, this Twitter thing, man. They had had enough of what was going on in that game yesterday. My goodness. The most puzzling thing of this game, Jerry, is something called the Doctor Squatch Soap had enough money to purchase a Super Bowl commercial. I was so thrown off by this. I don't know what that is. I thought the same thing about a razor commercial and an yeah. oat and the oat milk commercial. Oat milk, yeah. Like where did they come up with five and a half million dollars for a thirty second commercial? What was yours? Doctor Squatch. And what is that? Soap. Bar soap for men. For oh, manly okay. men. All right. I actually so here's the thing. I see the Doctor Squatch commercial and I go, okay. Never heard of this product, and Me it's neither. for manly men. And who's more manly than you and I, Jerry? And neither one of us have heard of it. It's organic soap. Organic soap. So I go, okay. One, never. If I, if I've never heard of your company, you shouldn't be able to afford a Super Bowl commercial. So I actually, before I wrote, before I tweeted, how does Doctor Squatch afford a Super Bowl commercial? I actually Googled it to make sure it wasn't a goof commercial, like it wasn't like a like a Pizza Hut commercial pretending to be Doctor Squatch or right. something. Right. So of course every Dummy on Twitter said, Dr. Squatch, they make the best bar soap, you idiot. What do you use? Dove, you jerk. Is that what you were getting? Yeah. But my point is no one's heard of Dr. Oh, Squatch. I haven't. I've never heard of it. And Not I heard all. their soap is quite pricey, Jerry. Well, if they're spending $5.5 million on a Super Bowl commercial, it better be. I will say this, though. Part of me wants a Dr. Squatch bar of soap now. Okay. Part of me. I thought I see. I thought you it. would want that razor. I didn't. See, I don't recall seeing this. It was in commercial. the fourth quarter, I believe. Oh yeah, I was asleep. Oh, <laughs> I went to sleep in the fourth quarter at thirty-one-nine, Jerry. The the, uh, the the Chiefs were showing no life, none. No, they weren't. I mean, and even I when they got down right there. Off. So it's funny when they got down the, in the fourth quarter. They get down inside the ten, and I had and I I had already won a lot of cash. I had a good day yesterday, and we were in one of these big box pools. Where me and a couple friends split uh, three hundred. I think the boxes were three hundred bucks each. I think I I needed Kansas City to score and miss the two point conversion because I had them with five, and I assumed that Tampa wasn't going to score again, and they had the one with the thirty one, and I was that close out to like another twelve hundred bucks or something, hmm. but they didn't score. They so, did no. There was another deflected ball. They wound up uh, getting Balls. intercepted. Yeah. The other thing people seem very confused about is uh, the halftime show, The Weeknd, and what is going on with his face. Yeah, people, I see, I don't know what he looked like. Me neither. So he looked fine to me. What's up with his face? I guess it's, uh, I guess it appears he's had some work done. Here's the other weird thing about The Weeknd and the NFL and being, you know, so into social issues and all this stuff. The weekend's got some song lyrics that are not good. You're kidding it's me. It's a bad look for the NFL. Yeah. They're all- I saw a lot of write-ups on that. I'm sure they do. Over the weekend. Now, how many times have you and I discussed this about who actually pays attention to lyrics? Yeah, some right? of these were terrible, very bad, Jerry. But now, was, I I didn't dirty. know most of the songs, not me all neither. of them. There were 
I how many would you say he did? Eight, maybe. I don't know. I was walk. I had to walk the dog at halftime. I, I knew was like the weekend. Not interested. I knew most of them. I probably knew five of them. There were a few that were completely new to me, but and I'm not. I hear the lyrics. Whatever. I'm not surprised. You're not easily offended by lyrics, Jerry. I'm not because they're all they are what they are. I mean, I sit there and sing songs. I don't even realize what I'm singing half the time. So and it was well, you know the show was just boring. There was yeah. nothing wrong with it. Like, I, I went to Twitter immediately after the um, halftime show because where I was, it was just a few of us. It was not a big party. There were a few of us there. And I just said, um, thoughts. No one liked it. Go to Twitter. Everybody hated it. Like, Twitter was blowing up over this the weekend. I'm not thinking it, was fu- it wasn't that bad. Right. It just wasn't great. It was fine. Nothing wrong with it. Eh, it was blah. Here comes the weekend. And I guess all those people dancing with the jock straps on their faces. Yes. I guess that had something to do with a previous music video he's done. And it was all like right. a continuation of that. I don't know. I don't Let's know. take his word for it. I guess we can. So we got a lot to do here. We're just getting started. A lot on the Super Bowl, the coverage, and yeah. all that stuff you know from what? Tampa. Yeah. You know what I have for you when we come back, Jerry? I have uh, the Kevin Harlan call. Uh, yeah, he does I, the radio. I already, yeah, I cut it down into six different pieces because oh, it's okay. like a minute and a half or something. Do you want to play some of those when we come back? We or can, you want to save those no, for we the can big play them. program? No, no, we'll play it. Amy Lawrence has been playing them all night. I heard it in the Is car, right? actually. Okay. And plus, if we play it early now, wh- yes. by the time you play, it'll be another hour later. whole you know different audience, Jerry. Interesting to me, though, is TV networks are forbidden to show this stuff to yes. not call attention to it. And Kevin Harlan's like having a play-by-play orgy doing right. it. <laughs> I know. You, you never know what you're supposed to do, right? It's like, are yeah. we allowed to? Yeah, I would think you just let it, like, especially on radio. You just, whatever. No one even knows what's going on. Right. It was pretty funny. All right, Yeah, I, I appreciated him doing it. We will uh, get to that and a whole lot more in just a moment. And then Boomer and Geo Football Monday here on The Fan. Before history is written. Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. All right, welcome back. It's the weekend on five uh, on the fan at five twenty-five. Alan Jerry takes till uh, six o'clock. Boomer and Geo. Then, couple things here. So we'll play the audio of Kevin Harlan. So I'm reading in the post. So the guy that actually was the quote-unquote mastermind of this streaking, this guy's done it before. Not the guy on the field, but the guy that put it together has been a streaker himself and has been arrested several times. And I guess this is how he gets his fame. He's got you ready for this. 10 million YouTube subscribers. Yeah, I got to tell you, I watched the documentary on HBO over the weekend called Fake Famous. Okay. It was about social media influencers and all that sort of thing. And the amount of people, I don't trust anything. This guy may have, uh, you know, 10 million fake subscribers. It's it's, it's all fagazi. Is it really? uh, It was so bothersome to me. Oh, I got to watch that. That sounds interesting. But I got to say, streaking was a thing like in the 1970s, the 1960s. Uh, I'm glad this guy's uh, hanging on to it, like keeping it it alive in 2021, Jerry. Here's uh, here's Kevin Harlan. I I broke it up, as I said, because it was over a minute. Here's uh, in six different slots. Here's when he notices the guy on the field. 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Uh Some guy with a bra. 
Now, I was in the car. I'm like, <laughs> some guy with a bra. What That's right. in the hell is he talking about? And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. <laughs> Who is he doing the game with, Carlin? Uh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah. Kurt Warner must be like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Making cash. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. And so at that point, they cover him, and then um, Harlan has a few more. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the guy, because I watched the video, the guy slid down near the one, like, get in the end zone. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's what Kurt Warner said. I cut, oh, his, I cut his part out of it. That was, like, the only thing he said. He's like, if you're going to do it, at least score. Okay. Yeah. Here was uh, more Harlan. And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why is this taking place in a Super Bowl? And then he uh, he is taken away. Lord, now they're cuffing him. But pull up his drawers, whatever you do. <laughs> so there you go. Streaker on the field uh, in the fourth quarter of last night's game. It is interesting that people can still get on the field in 2021 with coronavirus, with uh, terrorism uh, all going on. Still, I don't know like, how a, that happens. A nude guy can still get on the field if he wants. I mean, unless this guy that put it together had some sort of field access pass that he gave him, I yeah. don't know how that happens. I, it just should never happen. But it did. Uh, also, you know, I mentioned the last uh, segment that people, and uh, you and I don't really know much about The weekend, the artist, yeah. so people were very confused what has happened to his face. Evidently, yes. he's had some work done. So you and I didn't notice, so we don't know. We don't really know The weekend. I but, know his uh, music. I don't know him at you, all. Exactly. Uh, but uh, a lot of people, myself included, were curious what happened to Mike Myers' face who uh, in, in the Wayne's World commercial. I thought he looked fine. Well, the other thing is, listen, he's old. I, yes. We get old. My faces Myers fall apart. 25 anymore. No. I thought, Excellent. I actually thought for, and I'm just, I'm just checking his age right now. He's almost 60. Oh. All right. Well, good for him then. Right. Mike he's Myers playing will a, be 58 this year. And he's playing a teenager. And I thought he looked great. And I thought right, Dana Carvey enough. looked great. And then you know they were next to What's-Her-Name. and it was, Cardi B. Yeah. I thought the commercial was actually pretty good. I thought it was nice to have Beavis and Butthead back for a little bit. I didn't see that one. Yeah, they were, it, was, it was for, I think, the Paramount Network or something. Oh, is that true? I didn't see yeah, that one. Yeah, it was okay. good. I enjoyed it. I did miss a little giggle. Did you like the, of it. I mentioned the Oatly one. This was, this was, did you hear this commercial? So just so you know, this is the CEO yeah. of the, oh, you did hear it? Yes. Oh, I never mind. I don't understand what it was. He's, he's what was going on? I, I think he's just saying it's milk not made from cows. Yes. All right. Well, that I appreciate. That's I'll, all. I, listen, I have a choice between oat milk or regular milk. I'm going oat milk. Why, why? Why take uh, the milk of the cow if you could take the milk of an oat instead? So will you it's now... like milk. <laughs> it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Made for you. Now, will this make you wow. go buy Oatly anymore? Wow. Well, no here's cow. the thing. <laughs> I am a uh, I'm an almond milk guy, Jerry, because unsweetened almond milk has zero sugar. Yes. Also, it tastes like nothing. Uh, I I don't mind it. I enjoy it. But if I'm out at a uh, coffee shop. I will get the oat milk over regular milk because I can't tell a difference, and I and I'm like you're telling me oat milk tastes just like regular milk in coffee. It does to me. It does, huh. but I also like almond milk, so maybe I'm no, not a good judge. Okay, Jerry, I feel like yesterday's game. You and I, I'm I'm fifty. I'll be fifty two this year, right? Yeah. 
you'll be 50 as well. I will be 47, thank you 47. <laughs> Let's not but rush it, dude. I felt like Tom Brady's victory yesterday was for all of the people in the workforce who have a young punk breathing down their neck waiting to take your job. And Tom Brady won it for guys like us. Yeah, I feel like he's done this uh, several times now in the last several five times. years. <laughs> he's you... 43. He just won again. And not only did he win again, he looked outstanding doing it. Yeah, so if you have a job that you're going to this morning and there's a young punk breathing down your neck and you're talking in the office is this guy's a good, this guy's going to get it done. Where's Chris Lepresti? I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, well, he's old now too. He's Unfortunately, only 34. CeeLo? Yeah. I don't know about that. I'm talking about like a 20-something-year-old punk at your at your office right. who thinks they're the next best salesman, the next best accountant in the building. And everyone, there's a buzz about him, Jerry. And here's old man Jerry Recco, old man Al Duke showing up to work, still getting it done. That's what that was. What that felt like yesterday. So you, so you one for make the sure old. You keep Tommy Lugauer down. One. He's another guy that's old, like Tommy. I mean, like uh, is Cee-Lo. he only like thirty? No, these guys are all. No, I don't think so. If you were working with us in Astoria, you're old. We were in Astoria in 2009. Eddie, how old is Lugauer? Is he thirty-ish? I would say 33, 34. Oh, all right, a little older than I thought. Okay. I'm talking about 20-somethings, yeah, Jerry. I, I, I don't feel like we have them around. No, because they've got no drive anymore. Well, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. It is a different time. My when man. I worked at WNEW, Jerry, uh, Ron and Faye show, Opie and Anthony, there were young punks breathing down my neck. You were a young punk. But I wasn't. See, I felt I was 34. At? 35, 36. Because you've been here how long? I've been here. 07, 06? I got here for at FAN 07. Oh, oh yeah. All right. You were mid-30s. Okay. I guess yeah. I got your 51. Jesus. Yeah, I'll be 52. So yeah. I appreciate the Tom Victory win last night. The One Tom for the, Victory win? <laughs> Tom Brady Victory win. Yeah, that's right. One I'm for the old you, guys. I, I, One for the old guys. I want to see him play into his 50s now. Me too. And I actually don't even think it's ludicrous to say that. Not into his 50s, but to around 50. Because all we had to hear about was Patrick Mahomes. He's going to start a whole new dynasty. I, that's exactly, you know Guess what, what? Get in the end zone, you punk. I, I took Mahomes. I, I took the Chiefs in the under. I, I didn't. I did not expect a lot of points to be scored in this game, and, but I thought it was going to go the way it went, the opposite way. I thought the Chiefs were going to win a game, like 31-13, yep. something like that. So I'm with you. He kept him down and kept him away. So pretty impressive. It really yeah. was. It was very impressive by the Bucks. So. I loved it. I thought that was, thought it was awesome. Half past five. We are getting you very much that much closer to Boomer and Gio coming up at the top of the hour. But Al and I have a lot more to do here on the warm-up show on the fan. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Al and Jerry. Radio Gaga. Radio Goo Goo. 
Radio Doo-Doo. 20 in front of 6 here on the Fan the Warm-Up Show. Real quick before you get to your next topic, did you see Kim Jones jump into the pool? Yes, why did she jump into the pool, Jerry? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. It had something to do with the whole Bruce Arians, no risk it, no biscuit thing, as she was pointing out. So I guess she was just trying to be different. It was pretty funny, actually. I wasn't yeah, expecting it. I know she, you know, she, Kim Jones has massive hair, like large, big hair, which I love. I love large hair, Jerry. Okay. So I know that, you know, listen, hair takes work. Uh, and then to dive into the pool and ruin all that work for the hair. It was a ballsy move. Ballsy move. And her video was all no over balls. the place. So good for yes. her. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was funny. Uh, what else do I have here, Jerry? Uh, the Tampa streets were uh, packed with maskless partygoers before the Super Bowl. And after the Super Bowl, there were just tons and tons of wall-to-wall people in the streets, maskless. So uh, they, don't, you know, Florida never really grasped the whole—they <laughs> never grasped <laughs> the whole coronavirus thing. <laughs> I, think. I told you, I'm down there. I'd love to know. I'm with you. You feel like from up here, like they've just kind of like shunned it. <laughs> like, like we were in lockdown. And then, like, weeks and weeks went by. Then, my, like, I saw my Tampa friends on, like, Facebook. Weeks and weeks later, they're like, oh, my gosh, we have to go on lockdown. Then, like, two weeks later, they were like, Th- those two weeks sucked. Now, back to normal. Yeah, Like, they just took two weeks off, and that is it. And I feel like it's been like that ever since down there. Yeah. It seems like that anyway. I don't, I don't sure know. Sure does. I don't know. It's, it's such a weird thing because every time I feel like, Things are really slowly coming back, and you know what? Maybe we've moved beyond it. You get hit in the face like a friend of mine. I got a text from him on Friday. I mean, my age, and it just kicked his ass for two weeks. The coronavirus. Yeah, it's and it's just like you know, and then and then how many others get it? Don't even know they have it, and yet how it just and and you saw Pedro Gomez passed away. Did you see that? Yeah, which is weird. I see, I see the name. I go as an ESPN baseball reporter, Pedro Gomez yeah. suddenly dies at the age of fifty eight. I was like, hmm, let me click on his picture to see who he is. I was like, yes, I know who this Absolutely. man is. Absolutely, he's a big baseball reporter for them. Yeah, that really, fifty eight years old, and they didn't say why. My first thought is, well, you know, was a coronavirus, but then you say passed away, you know, suddenly and suddenly. unexpectedly. My guess would be no, then. Yeah, just, my God. Yeah, this starts. You know, when I this guy's fifty eight, I'll be fifty two, Jerry. I'm aware. What am I doing? I well, you're eating well and you're going for walks and you're this staying guy, in shape. By the way, this guy looked like he was in terrific shape. I'm not saying he wasn't. TV. I'm not saying he wasn't. But I would almost guarantee you, though, that yeah. he's not eating the same effing meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day of his life like you do. Hmm. Like uh, you really are one of the most disciplined eaters I've ever seen. Monday through Friday, whatever you do on the weekends, fine. Yeah, but Friday, Saturday, Friday, it's a little rough. It is like, I mean, you are so regimented. It's impressive. Hmm. Thank you, Jerry. Jerry, one thing you and I both were in agreement with, sometimes we disagree, but there was one thing that uh, happened over the weekend that you and I were in lockstep on, hmm. and that was that Saturday Night Live Oh, sucks. God. What a disgrace that was. They spoofed, or that's what they called it, the NFL well, today. They embarrassed themselves. That was the least funny skit I've seen in a long time. The guy playing Phil Sims looked nothing like no. Phil Sims. I guess the Boomer guy you could say kind of looked like well, Boomer. Well, I would say the guy that played Boomer dressed like Boomer. Right. But the I guy, didn't look at him and be like, wow, that looks like Boomer. Or sound like him. No, neither. The 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 uh, Bill Cower guy, I have no idea who that guy it was, was trying to be. And it just wasn't funny. People I were agree. like, 
I think when people wrote back to me on Twitter, like, that was hilarious. You're just upset because they made Boomer look I dumb. I don't think I, I go, got one person that responded oh, to me that I was I wrong. I got multiple people like, that was hilarious. Like, what was hilarious? The only thing that I got, I got one guy that said, funny how you're tweeting about it. It wasn't funny, yet you're tweeting about it. You must still watch all the time. Like, no. Right hey, jackass. I actually never watch, Same. but Boomer was featured in it. So I clicked the video the day after, and you know what? It was seven minutes and one second, and that's seven minutes of my life that I completely wasted. Yeah, uh, same here. I saw it on uh, Twitter. You know, the different sports uh, blogs and all were writing about it. So, a serious I, question I, for you, real quick. Yeah, there are writers that write that, correct? Oh, yeah, a whole room full of writers. You're telling me a room full of writers put that crap together and thought it was hilarious? Yes. I'm with Evidently. you. Seven minutes. I didn't cry. It was there. Nothing. I legitimately would not have lasted over a minute. But if I it wanted wasn't for to, Boomer. Right. I was like, let me see if this goes anywhere interesting. I'll give the set decorators props because I thought it looked great. Yeah. Good job. That's it. Jerry, a couple of New York related sports news that I don't want to get lost here in the Super Bowl coverage because oh. uh, I'm sure right at six o'clock we're going to. Uh, Come right out of the gate with some Super Bowl coverage. Uh, I read over the weekend multiple teams, Jerry. That means more than one. Multiple teams are interested in Sam Darnold. Yeah, but for what? Quarter. You know, like if if you're telling me a couple of teams called just to see, hey, listen, we'll give you a six-round pick. You want to get rid of Darnold? Are they really interested in him? Oh, you're saying are these serious offers? Right. Like, I, you know, it's – it's one thing to say, you know, there are multiple teams that are interested in him, but my question would be for what exactly? This is a this is a high first round draft pick. Are they just calling to see if they can steal a kid and, you know, cuz the upside is still there for, you know, whatever. Right. Or are there legit offers like someone wants to give you a, a second round pick for him or, you know, it depends on what they're offering. Serious offers only. Yeah, cuz I think teams get called about players every day. Mm, that's so I'm true. Not surprised by that. All right. Are you surprised by the Houston Texans continuing still over this weekend? No, I love as, it. As fresh as this weekend, saying they are not trading Deshaun Watson. No, because there's a couple things here. One, I like it. You're not giving him all the control. B, you're probably driving up the price for him. Hmm. Like if you want him that bad, show us what you got. Right. Because right now we're not interested in what we're hearing. Trevor Trevor Bauer chose the Dodgers. Good. That See was ya. Friday. It seems like years ago now. Can at I this ask point. you this? If Trevor Bauer, I was going to post this, but I didn't. You know, it's funny too on Twitter. I don't. My the engagement of tweets is not huge when I put them out there. Yeah. You know, this might be the biggest engagement of a tweet I've ever gotten. Oh, what'd you say? I I don't. Some, I, don't I honestly don't even remember. But it was something along the lines of how how silly I thought the deal was for Trevor Bauer. Like, good, go to L.A., that's fine. Give loss. I was going to post this, but I decided I had enough because I was infuriated with the SNL thing. If Trevor <laughs> Bauer is worth $40 million, what in the hell should Jacob deGrom be getting paid next year? Right. I mean, give me a break. He's a He's got an ERA of four. He had 11 good starts last year. I mean, I'm glad the Mets didn't get him. And then people are like, well, it's not your money. No, but it's throwing stupid money at, a, at an above-average player. I agree. It's a waste of resources. It, it just is. And then, well, Steve Cohen can absorb it. Uh, okay, great. So we don't care about the luxury tax at all. Let's pay other teams 
money for no reason. Plus, Come you're on. right. You don't want to piss off Jacob DeGrom by overpaying a dude who's in the same position. Well, Jacob DeGrom happens to be one of the nicest human beings on the planet by all accounts. I don't know him personally, but from people that do, that we know, they speak glowingly about the guy. So I don't think he would make waves about it. But if I'm his agent, I would have to be like, hey, Mets, this is not acceptable. You just paid some guy that's really done nothing in his career aside from win a Cy Young in an 11-start season, and you just gave him how much more than the best pitcher in baseball? Let's talk. All right, like, fair Wouldn't enough, you do that if you were I representing would. him? Yes, absolutely. So, nuts. Let me ask you about this, uh, another quick New York sports story, Jerry, so we don't get lost in Super Bowl coverage. The Pistons trade Derrick Rose to the Knicks. Is he still any good, this Derrick Rose? I guess we'll this? find eh. out. I honestly haven't paid attention eh. enough to know. I was, surprised they, I was surprised they did it, though, because I felt like that came out of left field. But, okay. Hmm. I mean, it's a veteran presence on a team that's very young. Right. So that makes sense to me. Maybe they do. F- I know after their win the other night, I know they lost yesterday, but they won the other night, well, Friday or Saturday, whatever it was. And I think at that moment, I don't know where they are right now with the other games and the results from the weekend, but I believe after their win the other night, they moved into sixth place in the East. So maybe the Knicks are looking at this as, all right, you know what? We got a young, good core. We're a decent team. Let's find some veteran presence to kind of help us along a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting, though. Did you see, Jerry? I know on Friday. What did you uh, think about the trade, Al? The Derrick Rose trade? Seems like an old, like, old. <laughs> he Seems might like be. an old guy. <laughs> Seems like a very old guy at this point. Uh, He's not Tom fr- Brady old, I can tell you that. That's true. On Friday, Jerry, we were talking about different uh, long shots for Super Bowl MVP, and uh, someone who had 55,000 to 1 odds of winning the Super Bowl MVP was Chiefs punter Tommy Townsend, <laughs> which we had joked about, but that fellow had a rough night last night. It was a night. tough day. He, he, didn't he <laughs> drop the one snap and then got off a booming punt, and then on the next one he shanked it right? It was a big shanker last night, Jerry. Yeah, he was. I, you he know what's funny? shanked face off. I was sitting there in the fourth quarter. We were talking about the MVP thing, and the punter didn't come up. Um, but I said, you know, if you want to be different, give it to Gronkowski. Yes. Because his play in the first half, I also, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but if I read it right, which I find hard to believe in 55 games, that he's the first player to score the first two touchdowns of a Super Bowl. Yeah, I had, uh, that was an odd one. There was another strange one that came up, too, about, I'm trying to think what it was about, but it was another one where it seemed like it should have happened in 49 previous Super or 54 previous Super Bowls and hasn't and hasn't. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of Gronk because I'm over his whole like thinking 69's hilarious and all that stuff. So but are I you. was yeah, but I do that as like a parody of Gronk. <laughs> but I was very happy again, maybe because it's one for the old guys. I was so happy to see him catch he's the not first an old guy, two though. touchdown passes. You know he's the same age as Travis Kelsey? He is. Yes. I picture <laughs> I I feel like he and uh Brady came in the league the same day. No. Like they were both drafted no. by the Patriots. Yep. No. Both right. gold guys. So Brady, that was his tenth Super Bowl. I believe for Gronk it was his fourth. Hmm. Gronkowski is thirty one. Oh. <laughs> you just called him an old guy. <laughs> right. Travis Kelsey is, I believe, 31 or 32. Travis Kelsey is 31. You know who disappeared yesterday? That um, Tyreek Hill. Where was that, Yeah, dude? not much there. 
There wasn't much there. Where I, were the backward back passes, the flip flip gimmicks, the shovel passes? And, listen, hmm. here's all I need Nothing. to know: Robert Edwards Hellair, Hellair, whatever. I had 30 yards rushing and 20 yards receiving. Bam! That was awesome. Hmm. Winner, I, winner. I didn't place. I did not place one bet. On really? The Super Bowl. Yeah. I actually bet a hundred. I probably on all my bets. I think we got to take a break, Eddie. I think I put out about $130 yesterday in bets, and I think I won I think I won 900 Nice. That was a good day. Hmm. Not a bad day. All right, quick break. we got to get out of here. We'll wrap things up in just a moment. We will pave the way for Boomer and Geo, but right now we pave the way for Amy Lawrence in the Radio.com Sports Minute as she talks about, guess who, Mr. Wonderful. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got a couple more minutes so we get you to the top. You had the uh, Bucks win the Super Bowl in a snooze fest because they ripped through the uh, the Chiefs last night. And also the Knicks lost earlier in the day to the Heat. What else you got, Al? There's a lot of blame going around with the Chiefs, Jerry, the that, uh, that uh, all of their penalties is what cost them the game. Some people are blaming the refs. I think but... the penalties help set the tone. Yeah, and I thought that Tony Romo had an interesting statistic where he talked about on a on any given drive, if there's a defensive penalty at any point on the drive, 30% of the time the team will score, the other team. Okay. If they make two penalties, Jerry, 90%. Make two penalties, it was like 75% or something crazy. You know what's funny where I when talking about tone setting? When they made the stop at the goal line, I thought that yes. was going to change everything. Tied to turn. It, it, it did not. You know what we needed there, Jerry? A scrambling Patrick Mahomes in the end zone, heaving one deep to Tyree Kill. Well, he was scrambling all right. Yeah. But he didn't. Actually, I believe he did throw one to Tyree Kill on second down, and it went for like 20 yards. But well, that's not what you're a, talking about. We needed a 199-yard bomb. Yeah, well, that's not what you got. Instead, that would have set nothing. the tone. Umgots. And they scored the first, right? They kicked the first field goal. They went up 3 nothing in that game, correct? 3 nothing. Yes, because I had the Bucks minus 7.5 after the first quarter. I should have made it at halftime. By the way, if we're putting this whole Chiefs loss on those two dudes on the lo- offensive line who uh, well, were I'm, injured? Well, I'm putting on the fact that I'm not— That guy should get a $500 million contract. That's not what exactly what I was saying. I was saying there's a lot of blame to go around on the fact that Fisher didn't play and the fact that Patrick Mahomes was scrambling 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage was not your normal Patrick Mahomes scrambling. I just thought he was running for his life. And when he did make good plays, the guys dropped the ball. You had the one where he makes the throw falling down. He throws a laser beam at the guy, and it hits him in the face. Dude, catch the ball. Kelsey dropping the ball on third down in the first quarter. Changed the complexion of that first quarter. So I'm not saying that uh, that Patrick Mahomes was good. I'm not saying the officials cost him the game. I'm saying there was a lot that went into that loss. And Super Bowl it, oh, 55 is history. Done, and on first. 